Hey everyone, and welcome to the Ugly Cry Podcast. I'm your host, Lizzie McCabe, and today my very good friend Alex and I talk Grey's Anatomy, swap fast food-related cries, and dissect the tumultuous journey of our friendship. Listener discretion is advised as we touch on some sensitive topics in this episode. All right, here we go. entertainment there and so we work really long hours but i'll bring like i'll bring like a meal to like microwave or whatever for lunch mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden i find my ass down at like cruise nest which is our like our commissary and i'm like buying a shitty chicken wrap and french yep, fries because go. i'm like oh well, yeah i want that now. oh olive garden's bad for me because i get well i can only imagine like i would I get 100% go off on pasta. If I could have pasta every day of my life, Well, I get soup and salad for a dollar when I'm on the clock. So I, I might can have eat. to go get a job at <laughs> Oh my goodness. Um, well, hello, everybody. Welcome to the Ugly Cry Podcast. That's mm-hmm. not the theme song. <laughs> We're um, not as good as Asia. Yeah, no, not no, even no, no. close. Speaking of Asia, well, okay, so a couple things. One... Um, I have a Halloween episode up that I put up this uh, past Saturday. Please listen to it. It's so, it had so much fun making it. Um, Maddie was awesome and she has some really crazy ass ghost stories that you guys need to go listen to. So please go back and listen to all of my episodes, but also listen to um, Maddie's episode that I posted this Saturday as a bonus episode. Um, if it does well, I'll do future like holiday episodes. Um, I'm sure every single person in the whole wide world has a shitty like family holiday cry. So I'll probably do. <laughs> Girl. <laughs> um, but also, um, Asia Simone, our uh, theme song writer, released her album this weekend. So go on Spotify and search Asia, Asia Simone. It's and called Happy Hour. It's called Happy Hour. And it is a killer album. Asia's fucking rad. And um, she's so talented. Oh my God. She's so talented. Her, her album's so cool. And like, it just has like these great fall, like spooky vibes, even though spooky season's like technically kind of over. But yeah, but it's like always spooky season. Yeah. She's, she's spooky. She's spooky season. Yeah. Um, but please, please, please go and like download her album right fucking now. You will love it. I promise. I think um, it's on Spotify and Apple. It's on all the stuff. Buy it on iTunes. Support independent artists, everybody. Um, But that being said, I am here with my very good friend, uh, Alex. I'm not going to say her last name (laughs) because we're going to talk about some stuff that will be quite... Like, I just don't want to put her job in jeopardy. (laughs) We're going to spill some tea. We're going to... Okay. So I've known Alex for a long time. We went to community college together and if you know me you know exactly which community college um we're talking about but I'm not gonna say it like I said because um there are jobs that could be yeah no I don't I'm currently still involved yes involved in the different you honestly probably wouldn't get in trouble because literally no I don't fucking listen to this but nobody from there gives a fuck about this but 
All, but I just want to be Also, nothing that I would say, I wouldn't say to somebody if I was asked. True. Exactly. But just for the sake of being yeah. discreet. Because everybody knows I'm very good at being discreet. <laughs> I'm not. That's why I can't. Um, that's why I couldn't not laugh when I just said that. But... Um, <laughs> But we're going to spill some tea today, but this is my friend Alex, and uh, as Maddie and Blanca were, Alex is a, um, is an Ugly Cry podcast super fan. Hey-o. She literally texted me, like, the day I released all of my episodes, and she's like, oh my god, your podcast is so good. <laughs> I don't know why that's what you sound like in my head. But. I don't know either, but, I mean, it could be worse, probably. Yeah, you and then, I have another friend, Alex, who listens to this, too, really? who also texted me in the same day. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, but yeah, Alex is rad. She's a kick-ass. She's just kick-ass. Like, she has, wears so many different hats and just has so many different, like, strengths and talents and, and is just a great person to have around. I'm gonna ugly cry just from, like, this introduction. (laughs) (laughs) Well, don't get crazy, okay? We have a long time to go. Um... But yeah, so, um, okay, so what we're drinking today, I always fucking forget to say we're drinking. Then I'm like halfway through the episode, I'm like, oh, well, we were drinking. <laughs> um, but Alex brought over this um, hard seltzer. So I don't think we've had hard seltzer on the, you would probably know better than me, honestly. I don't but. know. I think, I feel like it's all like, it's wine. usually wine and like, well, no, it's there was been like, like a vodka. You were yeah, with Joey. Dustin, there was a. Dustin and I, no, no, no. Dustin and I drank. Um, tequila sunrises and then joey and i had joey wasn't drinking yeah you were drinking like a vodka like a canned vodka canned vodka mule it was fucking delicious i need to go get some more i love mules and i'm you have to let me know where those are from i don't know i didn't bring them but i think you can get them just at like the store honestly um but yeah the this is the first time i think we've had hard seltzer and i just need everybody to understand that i am a white claw bitch, like yeah. through and through, but this hard seltzer's delicious. Honestly, I don't like stand for anybody that doesn't like hard seltzer. Because like <laughs> what's not to love? It's I, low calorie, it tastes delicious. I and, like, like was weird about it at first because I was like, <laughs> that's gross. Why wouldn't you just why wouldn't you just fucking slam vodka? <laughs> okay, relax. But then I started but but then I had a white claw yeah. and I was like Oh. So I actually think these are from Trader Joe's. They and I are. think these are better than the White Claws. Okay. I No, this is this like, is this is it's pomegranate flavored and it's the same alcohol percentage and it's fucking good. Like this is I would buy these again. Yeah, oh I so, for sure would. Breaking laws, breaking oh, laws, baby. The first oh, sorry, time, I clapped. The first time I ever um slapped a bag. <laughs> Shut the fuck was up. Was that a party? I think was it was a Halloween party. Yeah. I think it was a party when you were still living with your parents and or you would like had the party at your parents. And I think I remember this party. It was like Was this the one where my ex-boyfriend yes. like, decided to take a bath and like like probably in the middle of the fucking I, I was remember. was I a, was I an egg and my ex was a de- was a deviled egg and we were deviled egg together? Maybe. I remember our friend Kristen um, Kristen listens to this too. So, hi, Kristen. Hi, Kristen. <laughs> I remember Kristen um, was dressed as a she maid, was... and she was like super fucking drunk. And I remember was that her the telling one me where that... we kept giving her water bottles, and she kept yes thanking us and yes. then handing them to other yes. people. Yes, <laughs> and she. I remember her being super drunk and turning to me and being like, "I look up to you so much. Like I hope to be you someday. Like blah blah blah." And I literally 
was like, oh no, like I, it scared me so much because I was like, I'm not somebody to look up to. Like, especially in that moment, like I was like, oh my God, please find a better like influence because like, <laughs> this is not the life you want. I'm going to need you to find a better yeah, role Yeah, I'm going to need you to find someone better to look up to mm-hmm. immediately. I'm going to need you to sober up real quick and uh, That's so funny. talk to somebody else because this is not where it's at. Um, and then I remember sleeping in Molly's room. Oh, my sister? That night, yeah. Your sister. I remember sleeping in her room. You can, and, like, that's so funny that you said that because Kristen was saying that to every single person at that party. I'm sure she was. <laughs> but, like, I was also drunk enough to, like, believe her. Like, I was drunk enough to hey, believe you know her what? and I'll have, believe- a, like, a whole, like, little mini panic attack about it. She's. I'm going to get a me- fucking text message from her. <laughs> Good. Kristen, we love you. We love you, yeah. That was that was a great... I love that story I so much. I think you much. probably found better influences by now. But. I think... Was she Peppa Pig or was that Emily? I think that was Emily. Okay. No, she was like a we little have French a, maid so, that year. So Alex... I don't remember what I was, but I remember what she was. A ton of mutual friends. Yeah. And so you're going to be hearing a lot of names thrown out. Um, or name droppers. Or, well... Wow. Oh my God. <laughs> Are we? I don't, I don't know. know. Okay. <laughs> um, but... I apologize if you guys don't feel clued in to those things. Um, I apologize if some of you are offended if we're talking about you. <laughs> Just I know don't, that it comes I from, don't apologize. Does, it comes from a place of love. Of us, it comes from a place of love. And, um, you know, mo- most of them come. If we don't like you, then we're going to not use your name. Yeah. How's that? There's only one person. <laughs> we've already discussed this tonight. There's only one person yeah. we, we're, we're gonna that try we to, don't love. We don't like to talk shit on people who could potentially be listening to this. So. I mean, we love talking shit, but not on people. That oh, we, Alex like, and I know we're talking shit on us. Love yeah. talking Our friendship shit. was basically Gossiping. developed on <laughs> talking shit. Like, we were the fat, have, we were we the were the fatulerettes for a while. That was a lot. Oh, man. I'm not even, I don't even really want to talk about no. that, but we called ourselves with our other friend at the time. There was three of us, and we Ugh. would literally call ourselves the Bachelorettes because we watched an episode, the final episode of one of the Bachelors, one of the Bachelorette seasons, and we were like Ugh. commenting about how if we were on this show, we would just be fucking wasted the and whole we time. Were, we were, it was like the meeting of the family, and we were like talking about like who we aunt. were in the family. Yeah, so we were the Bachelorettes, oh, and man. everybody hated us because we just talked shit on everybody all the time. But we've grown. We've grown. We're we are adults. adults. <laughs> sounded so sure of ourselves on that one um so okay let's get into it so i have a question for you yeah i want to i have a couch cry and it happened it happens every time i watch this show but it happened before you came over when i had a mouthful of lasagna (laughs) good and so i'm going to talk about this show for for a couple minutes and i don't know if you watched it okay um because i find that it's like 50 50 that people have either seen it or not seen it yet Um, so my couch cry for today, I am watching for the very first time Grey's Anatomy. Oh my God, is he? <laughs> and everybody's like, everybody goes, what? You haven't watched Grey's Anatomy? I'm like, I virtually, I know like some things about it. Yeah. I know like the big stuff about it. Like some of the major fucking news about yeah. like characters and stuff. Yeah. But, but I don't know like all the stuff in between and like. Okay. So I. I'm only, okay. Don't spoil anything. I'm not going to spoil anything. I'm only at the beginning of season four. Okay. So you've got some good shit to get to. Okay. Um, also, um, my rule about spoilers, by the way. Yeah. Is that if it's been out for more than a year. 
you can spoil it. Got it. Okay. But don't spoil it for me. I'm not. Okay. Okay. So there, I've watched, I've watched Grey's Anatomy at least like all the way through at least twice. Um, and one of the times was honestly because I was just having like one of those like periods of time where I was just super emotional and I was like, you ever have those days where you're like, I need to cry. Like you just wake up and you can like feel that you're going to cry that You day. wake up and you immediately yeah, like, need literally, to cry. Literally, I have, I have one of those couple, like every couple, like a couple know. times a year. I don't know if I have such a distinct feeling that I'm going to cry. I just, but like, there are days where I wake up and I'm like, oh, today is just going to be too much. Yeah. No, I literally will wake up and be like, and it, like I said, it only happens like maybe once or twice a year, but I'll wake up and I'm like, I'm going to cry today. I don't know what it is, but like, I will cry today. And one of those days I like was like, I'm going to just watch Grey's Anatomy and just get it out of the way. And like, (laughs) it'll be great. So there was, I've watched, there's one episode in particular that can literally, the first time I watched it. Is it one of the fucking Denny Duquette episodes? No. So it's later. Denny Duquette fucked my shit up. Okay. Denny is like, Denny definitely makes me cry. Well, but I love Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Oh yeah. (laughs) So fucking much. And that storyline hurt me yeah because i also katherine heigl is fucking amazing on this show yeah and and like even my dad that was honestly (laughs) one of the things that like got me to watch the series yeah from the beginning because my i remember my parents watching it when i was like my mom used to i was thinking i was in like junior high when it just coming out and i wasn't really watching it with my parents but i remember seeing it kind of while my parents were watching it i remember i distinctly remember the Denny Duquette, like, episode. Oh, my God. And, so like, I remember depressing. it coming on a Netflix and being like, oh, I should just watch it from the beginning. Because, like, there was a point when I had kind of just started watching it with my parents, mm-hmm. and I was watching it as it was coming out. And then I was like, I'm going to just watch from the beginning. And, <clears throat> okay, you know who, like, the main character is that dies towards, like, a couple seasons ago is, right? <sighs> a couple seasons ago? I'm only on season four. Okay, so but, like, none you of the major... None of the major... Oh, but you a know who the ago. major person that dies is, right? I know the right? fucking McDreamy okay, dies. Okay, okay. So I'm aware of that. When I watched that and episode... And Alex, it fucking hurts me every time I watch this show because I know that McDreamy's going to die. Okay. And I'm aggressively in love with Patrick yeah. Dempsey. So and when that episode aired... I fucking hate Derek Shepard and I love him more than anything in the whole world. And it is the most complicated relationship I've ever had with a fucking character in my life. I watched that episode right after I had like come home from work and I was sitting in the living room at the time I didn't have a like TV in my bedroom so I was sitting in the living room it had been recorded parents were asleep and I sit down and watch the episode and I'm literally full-on sobbing like sobbing as that episode plays out and my, I was sobbing to the point that my mom, I woke my mom up from my sobbing mm-hmm. and she comes out and is like, are you okay? Like what happened? And I was like, I didn't, she, I knew she hadn't seen the episode yet. Cause it was like that same night. And I was like, I just can't, like, <laughs> I was like, I'm fine. It's just the TV. <laughs> and like, I full on sobbed. And every time I've watched it since then, I 100% sob. I just like, and oh God, then I'm the not season, ready. like. From that season, that next season, I don't know what it was. I don't know if it was me. I don't know if it was the show. But from that season, that very next season, I cried at, like, every episode for, like, a good half season. And I literally, our friend Bree, 
um, who we went to, um, Brie... Oh, Brie Roten. Roten, yes. Yeah, Brie Roten. And I had, like, we both loved Grey's Anatomy, loved the show Scandal that was out at the time. And we, like, watched the, like, season premiere together, and we both, like, cried. And then I just, like, was texting her, and I was like, why am I crying at absolutely every single episode this season? And I think it was, like, a full 12 episodes before I, like, finally found one where I didn't cry. And I was like... (laughs) Nice. It's been 12 hours and I yeah. can't give a shit together. And this was like as it was coming out live. This yeah. isn't even like me watching. This is like for 12 weeks on Thursdays I just cried. Oh no. It was yeah. No, I'm um I so I I watched the end of season 3 and there's a lot of stuff that happens. Yeah. That's and the wedding like when, the wedding yeah, yeah, yeah. and like Meredith and Derek are like fucking on the rocks and like and that was that's when is, that was when is Shonda Addison, is Addison there yet? Addison's gone. Oh okay, so private so Addison practice already left. Started. Yeah, private practice started after season 3. I do love private practice too. I love Addison Shepard yeah, or Addison too. Addison Montgomery yeah. now cuz they fucking get divorced. Yeah. But um that's cuz Derek is a dumbass. But he um, really is. <laughs> episode i'm like derek why are you saying yeah. this? i'm like what are you doing he's, um, it's funny because I, you I love never him screamed you screamed at the tv yeah. more you fall in love with him but he's like in all honesty he's such a selfish fucking character. he's worse than fucking mark sloan yeah oh mark sloan hand to god <laughs> i would marry mark sloan 100 well, percent over derek Court, courtney and i were talking about this courtney's my roommate and she doesn't she, like, kind of has watched, like, a couple episodes of Grey's yeah. Anatomy, but she's not really into that kind of stuff. Um, she, we were talking, and she's like, well, every, every guy on that show is, like, super hot. And I was like, oh, I would cut my fucking Just arm off. Just wait until Jackson Avery shows oh, up. shut the fuck up. I don't oh, know my God. Anyway, okay, so. <laughs> but she was like, every guy on that show is so hot. And I was like, yeah, I would give anything to have Patrick Dempsey and Eric Dane yeah. fighting over me. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so, Mike, this is becoming a Grey's Anatomy podcast. It really is. Um, <laughs> So about the cry that I had today. There's yeah. been several cries through Grey's Anatomy. I cried my fucking eyeballs out when Denny Duquette Ugh. passed away. And then and then again when he showed up after Meredith drowns and like having that weird fever dream. Oh, he shows up again. Again down the line? Uh-huh. Shut the fuck up. He oh does. my god, yeah. I'm going to kill myself. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to just commit suicide. But um <laughs> but he's like standing in the hallway and then he's like standing next to Izzy Stevens and he like can feel her. Yeah. I lost it. Yeah. I was like oh my god and then um oh just wait girl there are so so many good but today i was watching and i don't even think i finished this episode before you got here but um i was watching and it was this guy and it was this episode where like this guy came in and he had like this weird medical anomaly where he was basically decapitated inside his yeah right or like his his like brainstem was like severed from his spine yeah and his wife is in there talking to him and she's like I she's like I love you do you love us too blah blah, blah. and he can only communicate by blinking and so he's like sitting there and he blinks and he's supposed to blink once for yes and twice for no right mm-hmm. and so he blinks and then he blinks again and then he blinks a third time and the wife's like what does that mean what does three, three blinks mean and Shepard and Yang are like we haven't been communicating with three blinks only one and two yeah. and then the wife goes <laughs> Oh wait, she's like, I love you. Does three blinks mean I love you? Yeah. And then he blinks once, and I was—I literally had—I had a breadstick in one hand, (laughs) and I had a mouthful of lasagna, and I went, oh oh, 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 god. And then it gets worse because then 
the mom and the son leave the room and then the little girl the daughter sits there and then she blinks three times and i was like yeah oh my god <laughs> yeah and i was like ugly crying with like marinara sauce like all over my face and like lasagna fucking in my mouth and like breadsticks and yeah. soup everywhere yeah. and i was like i did not anticipate i think i might go home and start grace anatomy over again oh my god please do so that i can text you about it like i'm uh, gonna text you about it you now should text regardless. me about it regardless but um, okay so, i love that oh, i love that so thing. that was a very long-winded it really cry, was, but, but i've been dying to talk about Grey's anatomy yeah my last guest that i had so not maddie but dustin uh-huh. um I asked him if he watches it, and he didn't. So I was like, oh, I can't fucking talk about it. But yeah. now I can. Yeah. Okay. So um, anyway, so that was my very long-winded and very aggressive Grey's Anatomy um, ugly cry. I'm sure I will have more in the future. Because oh, I'm going to text 100% you for every single one. Will. Um, but what is your couch cry? Because I know that you had one prepared. Okay. So this was more, this was less of a couch cry and more of a corn cry. What does that um, mean? So this is my one of my many cries during quarantine. During the oh, lovely... Oh, Quaren cry. Quor- yeah, yeah. Sorry. That's right. I'm not an actor. No. I don't <laughs> pronunciate well. You said that earlier, and I thought you said corn cry. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> I've um, not cried over corn yet, but I'm sure I will at some point <laughs> in my life. <laughs> so my... I was out... When, when everything was, like, kind of happening, like, especially when we were all, like, staying home more... Um, I was doing the majority of the shopping because, uh, my dad had just had a knee replacement and my mom, um, has a medical condition, so she's more at risk. And so I was doing the majority of the, like, grocery shopping. And my favorite place to grocery shop is, um, the second happiest place on earth, Trader Joe's. That's Alex and and that's how you know Alex and I are kindred spirits because... I literally talk about Trader Joe's every fucking time I record this. I'm like, oh, I got this at Trader Joe's. Oh, I shopped at Trader Joe's. Oh, I fucking gave my firstborn child over to Trader the Joe's. The last place I was was prior to being here was Trader Joe's. Good. And That's where the seltzer's from. Yeah. And, and Alex also, full disclosure, she also brought chocolate peanut butter cups over. Yeah, because I'm a sugar <laughs> whore, so. Um, I, so I'm shopping at Trader Joe's in Brea, and my mom calls me, and she was like, hey, um, can you like grab dinner? Stop and grab dinner on your way home. Sure. She was like, Can you go to Arby's? There's an Arby's like down the street from there. I'm not a huge Arby's fan, but I was like, Okay, sure. So she texts me what she wants and she texts me like, So it's for her, my dad, my brother, and then my parents' like best friend who was over, Bob. And so I go, I order. It's like this big, huge, long order because there's so many of us. You're in the drive-thru? Yeah, I'm in the drive-thru. Is it the, and, one, is it the one in, in Brea? That yeah, I'm the one on Imperial. And so I get home. That Arby's is really sketchy to me. It for really some is. Reason, and I don't know I feel why. Like all Arby's like, are really sketchy, but yes, I agree. I always feel like... I always feel like there's something more going on inside the Arby's. <laughs> Yikes. Like, I don't know what it is. It always feels like the drive-thrus are exceptionally dark. Like, you come yeah. around the corner, and it's like it's like you order, and the thing's really bright, and then you go around a really dark corner. And it's always really weird to me that, like, those drive-thrus that still have the first window and the second window, but the first window is not being used. It's just a bunch of boxes. And it's just, like, a bunch of boxes, or it's, like, blacked out or whatever. Yeah, I always think I'm going to fucking roll up and see one of their fucking employees, like, shooting heroin or yeah, something. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I get the Arby's. I go home. I'm, like, putting away the groceries. I give everybody their food. 
and I went, I, like, put away the groceries, and then I go to my room, and I change into, like, sweatpants or whatever, and probably took my bra off, <laughs> and, um, so I go out to, like, grab mine, and my mom was like, oh, like, what did you get? And I tell her, and she was like, oh, they didn't, like, I gave that to Drew, because, like, I thought that he, like, my, Drew's my brother. <sighs> That's a bummer. And... <laughs> Drew had only, like, taken a bite of it. And he Your was brother's like, oh. younger than you, right? Yeah, he's three years younger. So, That's even worse. <laughs> yeah. And my brother and I already have, like, a pretty strained relationship. We're just very, very different people. And so he was like, oh, you can have it, like, whatever. And I was like, I literally start crying because I was like, no, I don't want your eaten, like, Arby's. I want what I ordered. And then I won't get my, like... All you got was the, like, the roast beef sandwich, and, like, I ordered french fries, and I want my french... And I just, like, <laughs> full-on start, like, crying over the fact that Arby's forgot one of the things I had ordered. And I, like, look at the so receipt, funny. and I had paid for all of it, and they just straight up didn't give me my full order. I fucking hate when that happens. And, Ugh. oh, yeah. And I feel like it happens more and more over the last several months. I think that, like... I'm sure people are more stressed and they're just not paying attention. Like people but are I feel overworked like, and tired. Oh, for and, sure. Like, they just like don't want to. Especially be in the there. service industry. Yeah. And like, but it's really frustrating as a customer. And I'm like, of course, haven't learned my lesson, and I don't check the bag before I like leave, because I hate being that person that's sitting in the drive-through, yeah. like checking somebody's work in front of them. Like it feels so rude to me. I like pull around the corner and look. Yeah, but then I'm like, <laughs> but then I'm like, I don't want to have to like. I think I also partially don't do it because I'm like, if I check and I realize it, then I don't want to have to like go, go back into through. the yeah, thing. Yeah, go into the place. Like, I don't want to like, so I start crying and like, it's one thing to cry in front of like your family over the fact that you don't get your Arby's, but like my brother's girlfriend was also there and our like my dad's best friend, Bob, who I've literally known my entire life is there like eating his Arby's. And I'm just, like, literally crying over fucking Arby's. <laughs> and I was, like, my mom was, like, well, like, you can go and, like, take the receipt and tell him. And I was, like, I'm not going back to Arby's. Like, <laughs> it's fine. I just want to have dinner. And you I, like, understand, mom. Yeah, yeah. I want my Arby's now. <laughs> I don't understand. I'm hungry now. I guess I'll just go eat a frozen meal. I guess I'll just go fucking kill myself. <laughs> and so I, like, made myself a fucking frozen meal and, like, went to bed and cried and i was like oh, i think but that fucking it clearly sucks, wasn't about the arby no like, no well but like that's just like a weird like cherry on top thing though because yeah. i've definitely had moments like that where like the thing i'm crying about is abs like the thing i started crying about is absolutely not the thing 100%. i'm crying about like in general yeah. and so like but i know how that feels like that really sucks especially and like okay i'm a foodie okay <laughs> I love food. You can't be a fatsorette without, like, no, yeah, loving food. Exactly. Food and wine, it's, like, the only prerequisite. <clears throat> yes. And, like, I... I don't even watch The Bachelor. <laughs> <laughs> well, we... Yeah. But I... I got... I, I've also cried over, like, a food issue like that because I was in Arizona and I was hanging out with, like, my... I was hanging out with my mom. We had gone out there for my cousin's baby shower and... Yeah. Like, I don't know what it was. Like, I think it was just, like, everything that was happening in my life was so stressful and, like, so just, like, much. Yeah. And I didn't feel like I was doing anything with my life because I graduated from college and it was, like, 
I'm pretty sure it was the fall semester, like, after I had graduated. So I had nothing going on. I was just working part-time and sitting on my ass. And, like, and when you go and, like, hang out with your family, and I don't know if this is the same for everybody, but I'm sure people can relate, they try to, like over help you yeah. with your problems yeah. especially if they're related to your career and your education and so I had just been like in a bad mood the whole time my family was just like shitting on my they were kind of shitting on me because I was still working at Olive Garden and like all of this stuff and I was just like I just don't want to do this anymore I have my degree now and like I didn't think I was gonna have to continue to do this yeah and so I was in a bad mood and then we went through Taco Bell and we all ordered our stuff and I uh, love Taco Bell. I mean, <laughs> who doesn't? Uh, an embarrassing amount. And so um, I know exactly what I want. And if I don't get it or if they fuck up my order, I'm incredibly upset yeah. at Taco Bell. Yeah. And so I always get the cheesy gordy to crunch, which I'm always 110% excited to eat. <laughs> and I always get like... And then I always get, like, a quesadilla melt yeah. and, like, a spicy potato soft taco, which they got rid of, which I am upset about. But when they said that they were getting rid of the um, the Mexican pizza, I thought my mom was going to, like, Riot. cry. I thought she was going <laughs> to ugly cry. Because, like, she, every time she wants Taco Bell, that is exactly what she wants. Oh, I want sucks. a Mexican pizza, add onions. And I know it's not their fault, but I wanted to be mad so badly. Yeah. Well, but it's funny because every time I've gone to Taco Bell since they announced that, they still have it. Interesting. Yeah. They, it might just, they might just be, like, phasing Maybe. it out. Like, they have, like, the potatoes yeah. or they have the ingredients in the back. Yeah. And I'm acting like they make their food fresh at Taco Bell. <laughs> they definitely don't. But they, but so we went and we, like, I, like, gave my food to my aunt and then I, like, used the bathroom and then I came back and I was looking through the bag and my cheesy gordita crunch wasn't there. And I was like, oh my God, they fucking forgot it. I was like, and the, the only thing left in the bag was a chalupa, a chicken chalupa. And I was like, hey, like, I was like, oh, they forgot my gordita crunch. And I was like really upset. And I said that out loud. And then my uncle goes, oh, is that what I'm eating? <laughs> oh, no. And he had gotten the chalupa. And oh, I was like, no. I was like, are you... I was like, does it taste? I was really <laughs> shitty to him. And I was like, does it taste like a chalupa? And he said, no, I was wondering what this was. Oh my God. <laughs> Why did you take a bite if it didn't look like what you ordered? <laughs> I was so fucking mad. And like, on top of everything that was happening, my fucking and it wasn't his crunch. fault. It wasn't anybody's fault. Yeah. It was just like something that happened. Yeah. Yeah. And I just like they were in the living room and I was in the kitchen and I definitely like cried a little bit before I went in and uh, begrudgingly ate my chalupa yeah. <laughs> that I had not ordered. Yeah. The chalupa wasn't that bad. I wouldn't order it again <laughs> because I know what I want from Taco Bell. <laughs> but the chalupa wasn't that bad. Yeah. Um. Okay, so let's kind of get into your ugly cry that you have prepared today. So okay. everybody needs to kind of understand and we're going to try to be succinct about this because... But we've so never that you been guys aren't, in our entire lives. I know, because you guys aren't, like, here to listen to Alex and I just, like, talk shit for, like, <laughs> two hours. But um, let's talk – we went to community college together. Okay? That's all I'm going to say. And um, there's a lot of stuff <laughs> that has happened yeah. at that particular community college. We're going – continuing – I'm not even there anymore. Right. And I'm still dealing – with just absolute bullshit yeah. from a shitty professor yeah. that uh, can rot in hell for all I give a fuck about. And just, like, 
so much drama at this fucking school. Yeah. That we're not going to not talk about it. Yeah. So Alex has an ugly cry, cry prepared. We might devolve into some other things too. Yeah. But go ahead and let's so, lay it on me. So um, at our particular community college, they do a large outreach program um, for high school students. And Don't say the that's, name of it. I'm not going to. <laughs> and it happens every spring. If you're a high school, if you did high, if you did theater in high school, you 100% know what it is. Um, but so it is 99% of it is run and put on by students at the college. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a faculty advisor and then there's a um, coordinator that like basically does all of the liaison with the high schools and all of that kind of stuff. But other than that, the program is basically run by students. And there's what's called an executive board, and there's what's called a leadership board. The executive board, um, the first two years that the executive board was kind of created, um, I was on the executive board. And then, so that's three people that are in charge of the rest of the leadership board which kind of have positions that take on other portions of the festival. And this ugly cry happens to take place during the second year that I was doing it. And there was, I was working with um, my, who is, my friend April, our friend April, who is one of my best friends still to this day. April I know you're listening to yeah, this. Yeah, April is you also are super fan. Delightful. <laughs> and I will have you on one of these days. So April and I, <laughs> and it was April and I and then um, one other person that was on the executive board with us. And there was we hadn't really had a whole lot of history, me and this other person. Um, but we did have a mutual friend that I was really close with and that this person was dating. And I think that kind of, like, played into it a lot. But long story short, a lot happened. And um, Lizzie kind of plays into this story in that... In a different way, though. Yeah, we were all kind of, like... Tensions? So I was also involved in this program that was happening. And I was technically operating as a subordinate of yours at that time. Um, And... Tensions were just really, really high. Well, and I think you and I had also, like... We had an issue. We'd had, like, we've definitely... <laughs> we have issues. I think, yeah. No, <laughs> we I don't have that, them like, anymore. I think but. that your and my friendship is, like, probably... I think it's a testament to our friendship now, but, like, I think that our friendship is one of the most tumultuous friendships I've ever had in that, like, you and I, like, legitimately went through times when I didn't think that we could ever be friends again. And I think it's definitely a testament to, like, who each of us are in that we are now at the point where we can still consider each other, like, good friends. Honestly, like, and I'll interrupt your story just to say this. Like, once I, and this is, I think, I mean, I will agree with you. Um, I mean, you and I just have so much in common that it's tough to, because even when I was, like, even when we were pissed at each other and, like, we weren't really speaking, I found myself, like, wanting 
to like call you and talk to you and like be around you and like hang out with you yeah. and, and all of those things and even as we were like kind of getting back into like the swing of being friends again I found myself like wanting to like I think I did call you a few different times yeah and I'm pretty sure I called you because I needed rides because <laughs> I was drunk <laughs> probably that, yeah that checks out um but I like or I, I like wanted to ask you a question or something like that but and I'm glad that we're back to like where we are now because yeah. Um, friendships kind of get kind of wonky. Like yeah. once you, they ebb and they flow. Yeah, and I think you exactly. and I have definitely like yeah. ebbed and flowed more than like yeah. some of my other friendships. But what I will say is that removing myself from that environment yeah. really allowed me to kind of like take a step back. And cause I, I will say like, I, I 100% was like not an awesome person all the time when I, was there I don't think I was anybody mean was like I think that like that I was mean I was shitty and I was mean and like I totally admit that and I talked a lot of shit and like that's who I was at that point in my life and like I was kind of immature about a lot of different situations and once but once I like transferred and like moved out of the of the of that place yeah and kind of got in a little bit more I, I became a little bit more focused on my my end goal with my education and like Figuring out, like, I, I just removed myself from the toxic environment. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it was like, I didn't feel the need to be shitty anymore. Yeah. And when I think that, like, being in such a, a high stress or what feels at the time like a high stress situation, it, we were, it was breeding toxicity within our, within our relationships, within our friendships and yeah. And there were, like, I don't think that there's anybody that I'm still good friends with that we didn't have some kind of, like... Issue with. Issue. Because yeah. you were so, like... It was your entire life. And yeah. and it was, it was super unhealthy. It was super unhealthy. Yeah. And you're in your early 20s. You're, you're doing... You're trying to figure out who you are and what you want and, like, everything else. And then mm-hmm. you're, you're doing... You're doing so much in one place and everything with all seems the same so people. Important. Yeah, everything feels so much more important than it yeah. actually is. Yeah. And you don't even realize it until after you're gone. Mm-hmm. And for me specifically, like still being now as a coordinator of this program, as an adult, quote unquote, like it's so <laughs> weird to be back and see, I see all of these kids and, and all of these these. 20 something early 20 somethings being so dramatic and like everything is so like life and death and it's so funny because I know like I relate in that like I know that's exactly how I feel but now as someone that's like well established within their career and and is is works in the real world I see well, you got, you got how all of a sudden insignificant have, it was. You have real problems to worry about. Right. You're like, oh my fucking God, I have to pay how much money right. to just you're, exist? Exactly. And like, you're like, I'm oh my God, here. I got to do shit to just, I have to, I have to eat three meals a day or I feel yeah. like ass. You're yeah. like, I don't remember like, how I, to do that. Yeah. I'm over here working my ass off yeah. at my actual job, yeah. like at the park. And if I don't complete my deadlines there, it's thousands upon thousands upon thousands of dollars that's company. at risk and then you could lose your job yeah exactly yeah. So and then the if stakes... i lose my job i lose everything yeah. else because i can't afford change. anything the stakes change absolutely but, but okay let me hear let me hear your story so yeah. long story made kind of short alex and i have really big soap boxes that we like to stand on yeah. a lot um <laughs> an issue happened in which um there was a lot of 
Um, There's a lot of things that were said. Yes. A, a lot, lot of things, things that, that were, were untrue. Correct. And a lot of people were being made to think. There was a lot of people being played. <sighs> there was a lot of people being made to think that things were being said by somebody and then yeah. that wasn't being said by that person. And, like, lots of, like, miscommunications yeah. were happening. Lots of just, like, anger being fueled right. at this point. And I, so I happened, because I was in a position in which I was kind of, like, at the top of, like, who you could be mad at, Mm -hmm. I think that I was, people were mad at me because they didn't know any better and they were being told things that weren't true about me. Mm -hmm. And so uh, my best friend April was kind of told about the things that were being said and was questioned of, like, hey, why is Alex doing these things? And why is Alex saying these things? And this was like almost like, and a lot of it was like between you and me. Right. It was like people were telling me things yeah. that you were saying about me. Yeah. And I was like, I don't know why the fuck Alex is saying this. Yeah. And it made me so mad because I'm like quick to anger and like that's just kind of how I am. And and then it just fueled this like already kind of because we already had had issues. Right. And then like it went from like me feeling like I couldn't be your friend anymore. And, like, only wanting a specific professional relationship. And then me being, like, I can't even be professional with right. this person. and right. Which is so bad and yeah. dangerous and, like, not good for a work environment. So, oh, absolutely. But it was a lot of... And I was the one that talked to April. Right. And I was, like, these things are being said. Yeah. And April was, like, oh. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, okay. <laughs> and so April came to me and we, like, happened... We were, like, well, let's go get dinner. And she... Um, cause I, I knew that she was like having a conversation with Lizzie and, and so she was like, let's go like get something to eat. I was like, okay. So we're sitting in the parking lot at, and we went to decided to go to islands. The white people's paradise. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, um, if you're white, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> so we're sitting in the parking lot at islands and I was like, okay, like just what the hell happened? Like, tell me what the fuck Lizzie said. And she like starts telling me about all of these things about like the fact that, Lizzie's been told that I have said all of these, like, really, honestly, like, awful and untrue things about her and about her work ethic and about the work she is or isn't doing within, like, this program. And, um, I mean, feel free, yeah, feel free to, like, chime in I mean, it was other people, too. It was, it was, like, everybody. It was, like, it was, like, just an accumulation of, like, everybody being upset at Alex because, that's what we were being led to believe. That's who we were being led to believe was the issue yeah. at that point in time. And it really felt that way too. And yeah. like, because I think you also were under a lot of stress and like feeling the residual kind of yeah. nastiness well, of all of that. You, like I'm very attuned to when people are upset at me, whether they say it or not. And I was 100% feeling like, why yeah. are all of these, I'm sitting in a room yeah. leading this board meeting and I feel like 90% of the people sitting here are harboring some kind of, like, resentment Unsaid towards resentment, me. yeah. And I was like, I don't understand what the fuck is going on here. Yeah, there was just, ugh, it was, it was, ugh. Yeah. Then, ugh. And so a lot of things <laughs> were, like, said. It all felt icky. <laughs> yeah. And it kind of, and so, and on the other side, so, like, all of these people are hearing all of these things that I'm supposedly saying about them and, like, doing. And in reality, I'm working my fucking ass off. Mm-hmm. And I'm... Not only am I working my ass off on this program, but I'm also designing for a show. You were putting in, like, like, 17-hour days. Right. (laughs) I only had, like, two or three classes, and I was there at least, I would say at least 40 to 50, 60 hours a week. 
And okay, so you guys went and got dinner in Islands. Yeah, so we get we get dinner in Islands, and we're still sitting in the parking lot, and she's still like, she's this is starting before to tell after me, you ate. This is before we. Eat, I don't know why eat. that's important to me. So this is before <laughs> we even like this is before I even get my fucking burger, and um we she tells me all of the things that like have been said, and I just like have the biggest cry I've ever had in my entire life, and I was like straight up sobbing. And, like, people are walking by. Because, of course, April Park's, like, right by the entrance. (laughs) Right where people have to walk past us to, like, get to their cars. And I'm just, like, sobbing in the front seat of this, like, car. What if somebody had stopped and, like, asked you if you were okay? I mean, I probably would have, like, been the nice, polite, like... I know, I'm okay. The nice, polite little white girl that I'm, like, raised to be. I'm like, oh, no, it's fine. Like, no, I'm good, I promise. Don't look at me. Um... And I just remember, like, straight up sobbing in this fucking island's parking lot and being like, I don't know what to do. I was like, I, like, if everybody hates me and everybody, like, if I'm the issue here, like, I need to just resign from my position. Like, I need, like, clearly I'm the issue here. I need to walk away. And at the time, I didn't know who was saying all these things either. I didn't know who the person was that was saying all these things was. And it wasn't until a little bit later on that I really, like, realized I had an inkling as to who it was, but it wasn't until later on when I got some more, like, details about it that I really found out who was saying all of these things. Who was really, like... that was, yeah, kind of rough. Yeah. And so... I mean, you felt that person was your friend. Right. And And I, like, I felt like this person was my partner and was somebody that I could trust and, like trusted me and didn't have didn't harbor clearly as many ill will clearly as much ill will as as they did towards me oh that's tough um yeah and I literally like so I like get myself together and we go into this islands and it takes like you know when you have just like a really big fucking cry yeah. And then you have to go somewhere and like be a human being again. Yeah. And you just look totally wrecked yeah, because your face you just is like, like you're all puffy, puffy and awful. And I'm sure like I doubt I had makeup on, but like my eyes are all glassy like and April And you're like, all stuffy, right? Oh, so yeah. And your voice totally yeah, yeah, yeah. sounds like you've been crying. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so I just like I look like a fucking mess. So not only did I embarrass myself in front of all the people that are walking in and out of islands that have seen me crying in the car. But now, like, everybody can clearly see that I've, like, been sobbing. And, like, they I'm got, at like, this fucking they islands. Got, like, the during and then also yeah. the afterwards. Yeah, exactly. So, like, anybody that walked into <laughs> islands got to see why I'm all puffy and, like, glassy-eyed. Oh, my God. And it was just, it all ended up, like, working out in the end. And, and it ended up, like, I think that those toughest, like, moments in my life and the, like, the hardest things I do are the things that teach me the most. And I learned so much from that experience, even though I was miserable for a good percentage of it. I think it was kind of interesting because honestly, like I think I was able after the, after that whole, after like the whole program like finished and we like, it went surprisingly well, like given the circumstances, it went really well. I don't think you and I would have been able to like fully make up had it not happened. Well, yeah, because it, it well cuz i remember after the fact <clears throat> after the fact and like i had several ugly cries during that uh, ugly, uh, yeah. 
and that's that was the just seltzer. my ugliest cry. Of, that was the seltzer uh, talking, you guys. I can't fucking speak. <laughs> also worked a six-hour shift today. I'm exhausted. Um, but I, uh, I had several ugly cries like during that process. I remember just being like, I just don't understand like why this is happening like this. I, I also I quit at one point. Yeah. I was like, I'm fucking done. Oh, I 100% quit yeah. after that. I was like. I went to our advisor and I was like, actually, we called my advisor, our advisor as mm-hmm. we were sitting in this island. And I was like, I'm not doing this anymore. I'm not doing it. Like, I mm-hmm. have put so much work into this and, like, clearly I'm the issue. I'm done. And then there was a whole thing that happened after that. Yeah, there was a whole thing that, that happened after that. And, like, I will fully admit, honestly, like, and I think, too, like, it's kind of interesting that we're talking about this because I think this is, I think, too, like, just the issues that we had had separate from this whole situation. And cause I said some like really not nice things to you, like in our, not my finest moments. And I, like, I don't remember what I said, but I'm sure that I probably did the same. Yeah. I mean, we, I don't think, I mean, I just, I can't speak for you necessarily, but I just remember me not being particularly very nice. And like, I, I do have a mean streak in me that I'm not, um, super fond of but um I try to not be like that my anger gets the better of me a lot yeah um but I think after the the program ended I remember you and I sat down and talked about everything that had happened and like we were able to come to some sort of like understanding that it was like this moving that that was like the moment where I felt like our friend like our friendship kind of like was able to come back yeah together at least to some extent because I think I think the healing needed to take a little bit longer than that yeah but after that it was like okay like we can move forward. Yeah, we don't I think have it definitely... To, I don't have to fucking ignore Alex. Right. It seemed like we had yeah. gotten to the point where it was like, we were able to acknowledge each other and be like, hey, I remember what it is we liked about each other. Well, yeah, and we cleared up a lot of issues too because I was like, this is... Because I came in and I was like, look, I just want you to like... Cause, and I was like, you did a great job and we couldn't have done this festival like without you. Like you kicked ass this weekend and like, I just want you to know that like, this is what was happening with me. And then you cleared up a lot of the things that were yeah. being said that were untrue. And like that was that. And, and also it was an issue because like my boyfriend, Matt was on the board at that time and had been kicked off. Right. And I thought that you and April even were the ones that had kicked him off the yeah. board for no reason because he was going through a lot of issues at that point in his life and like and like I thought that you guys were just being so unforgiving and so it just harbored a lot of really negative feelings that I think were resolved when you and I came together afterwards and um and then once I transferred I think you and I got the distance we needed yeah. to kind of like get over it and be right. like, okay, like this doesn't even matter. This is so stupid that we were even like upset at each other for no reason and like all of this stuff. And um, I mean, obviously you're sitting here now. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, this place, I mean, like if anything, I feel like <laughs> the moral of this yeah. episode yeah. Um, <laughs> is that. It's not, like, the environment is sometimes the reason why you can't foster relationships with people. Oh, for sure, yeah. And, like, 
like when you remove yourself from that that's when you're truly able to like grow up and I mean like I said like we're dealing with issues from that place now yeah. still yeah with a professor that is toxic and terrible and we're I'm I cannot believe that I'm still dealing with the fallout right, from that right it could it has I it feels like and I have ugly cried about it so many times I so I a few weeks ago so there's a whole issue going on at the same place with this teacher who I had the distinct displeasure of getting to know in my time in the at the community college and I hope he fucking listens to this. <laughs> I hope you're listening. <laughs> he's not. He's not. He's, he's not. He keeps very much distance yeah. between me and oh, him. Yeah. But um you know and there's just been an onslaught of issues and there was so many issues when I was going there like abs an absolute metric fuck ton of problems that you should never have to deal with 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 an educator right. okay and like and just like just so many like racial issues not to me because I'm a white person obviously yeah. but like to to my classmates um and like so fucking fat phobic and just so slimy and just so gross and i'm still i cannot believe that i'm still dealing with the fallout from that it's just it's interesting because i think that it i think it speaks to what like you were saying about the toxicity of a place and to me i feel like part of the reason why these issues are being dealt with now is because you don't even realize how toxic a place is until you leave it sometimes. Yeah, and no, really, that's that's like the case. because you just you just, just kind of grin and bear it and suck it up and do it, and you just think you to think yourself that it's, like, yeah, this really sucks, yeah. but I like I'm gonna push through and I'm just gonna finish it and I'll be yeah. done. And well, it'll and be you great. never think it's gonna like I just am pissed that it's fucking following me still, right? And like I'm still having to fucking deal with it, and like there's because this professor is so fucking horrible and toxic and terrible. Like students have finally because they feel empowered by what's going on have come together and they're trying to get him like in like the minimum we're trying to get like some kind of like we're trying to get some kind of reprimand yeah yeah, something needs to be done so that this person can't physically emotionally harm students anymore yeah and um there was a town hall a few weeks ago with like the dean of the department and like everybody who like a bunch of students who were brave enough to like step up and like be involved in what was going on to to voice their complaints and and talk about the things that this person had done to them and i it was a two-hour meeting and i was so emotionally exhausted at the end of it because it was like everything i well first of all it was so hard to sit there and listen to students talk about being taken advantage of and being physically harmed and being like discriminated against and just it was so hard to sit there and listen to it and like it also was hard for me to sit there and talk about the things that this person had done to me for fucking years like it wasn't just like one day this person did something it was like for like several years this person had just a fucking stranglehold on my life i talked about them every day i couldn't 
fucking sleep at night because they were they, and it was brutal and so like in the middle of the town hall I had to go take a break yeah and I went up into my bedroom and I burst through the fucking door I was so dramatic I burst through the door and Matt was like in the middle of his class yeah. on zoom yeah and I just like had a complete fucking meltdown and Matt was very fucking alarmed he was like yeah. what's yeah. happening and I was like, <laughs> I was like, I couldn't breathe. Yeah. And I was like clutching my chest. He's like, are you having like a medical emergency? Yeah. Yeah. Like, like, do I need to call 911 right now? I was like, no. Yeah. And then I like, as dramatically as I came, I left yeah. the room. Yeah. <laughs> but, and then I went back to the town hall and listened to people talk for another hour. To more people tell, <sighs> how, talk about how shitty this person has yeah. been to them. And it's just fucking yeah. brutal. And so... Like, I, and it's also really tough because I don't think, I'm not optimistic about the action that's going to be Well, yeah, and the the system is set up to protect, it's not set up to protect the vulnerable people, which are the students. And that's what's really disappointing to me is, like, it's set up 100%, the system is set up for the faculty to, like, protect the faculty. And this person is still on... This still, this person is still in their position. This person still has is teaching their classes. There's an active investigation going on, but this person is like has not been suspended. Has not, nothing has happened to this person other than the embarrassment of having seen the social media storm that kind of took place prior yeah. to these these meetings, because everybody kind of realized like my story is not unique. Yeah, and. Everybody I was shocked is oh, at how many so, people. Oh my god, I was was shocked was, at how many alum, yeah. alumni came forward and were like on this post, not in the I town hall. I had somebody hall. reach out to me that I work with that I didn't even know had been a part of the program and like discuss it with me and be like, "Hey, yeah, like so like what's happening with this person and and all of this?" And I was like, "Oh, do you I knew that we had a mutual friend that they had like worked together and I was like, oh, did you hear this from, like, this person? And and she was like, oh, no, like, I took classes with this person. I was part of that, like, program. Oh, no. And, like, that – he's part of the reason why I, like, left. And I've she was so like – I've heard so many people talk about that. She was like, I never – she was like, I never experienced any of those things. Again, because she was a – like, she fit into his perfect, like, mold. Yeah. And so she was like I never personally experienced any of these any of these things, but she was like to watch the things that happened was like appalling. I mean, he's the reason I quit musical theater. Yeah. Cuz he insinuated I was too fat to be in a BFA. Yeah. A musical theater BFA. And then pushed me in the direction of directing, which like I can't be like upset about because I love it. Right. And I'm glad that I'm here, but yeah. also, like, that wasn't his fucking place. No. And, like, I realistically, first of all, realistically, I could have gotten into a musical theater BFA Absolutely, somewhere yeah. in the country. Yeah. Somewhere would have taken me. Right. <laughs> I've seen, I've seen worse. Yeah. 100%. People get it. Yeah. So, that's a shitty, I shouldn't say that, but um, I but, did. But so. it's true. <laughs> <laughs> It was just so, sh- and like, it took away my confidence to perform. Yeah. Which is really frustrating because now I like, I think about performing a lot. Yeah. And I just, I just lost my nerve. Yeah. Because I don't feel like I belong up there. 
stuff. And I hate that. Yeah. I hate it too. It sucks. And like, I'm very confident in my ability to direct things and to delegate and to be a leader behind the scenes. But like performing was something I truly loved. And like, yeah. I just feel like I, if, I feel like it was ripped away from me a little bit yeah. by that, by one person. Right. And you know, if you are an edu- if you're listening to this, which I mean, some of you might be educators. I don't For know your lives. educators, yeah. um, I, If you're listening to this and you are an educator or future educator, just really understand that you have an impact on the, on the kids that you're teaching. And you have a significant voice in the direction that their lives will go. Yeah. So use it wisely and, and, you know, fucking don't be a dick. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> Don't be a dick. Is it the feels mor- that's simple. the moral of this? Yeah, episode. <laughs> honestly, it feels pretty simple. Just don't be a fucking asshole. Yeah. Um. Well, I think that's enough. I that's enough tea for me for yeah. the evening. I do. I do want to say just quickly, as much shit as we like have talked on this program, I do have to say that like I do think that it still has some redeeming qualities, and like I one hundred percent would not be in the position I'm in within my mm-hmm. career or like I wouldn't be the person I am today without, without those experiences. I mean, yeah. And I had like for as many negative experiences as I had, I had 17 times more positive experiences. That is the same with me as and well. And I learned like I truly learned how to be a leader mm-hmm. in that place. And mm-hmm. I learned how to like weather through a storm in that place without that that specific program and that specific year of like just shit hitting the fan, I wouldn't know how to keep going. And I feel like, like I feel like you're talking about Arby's. <laughs> <laughs> like I want you to be talking. You're what you're saying is beautiful, but I want you to be talking about your experience at Arby's <laughs> so badly. And like I'll never not eat at Arby's. <laughs> No, but, like, I really do. I appreciate everything that, like, I got out of that program, Mm -hmm. even though, like, there are some really, like, shitty things that happen. That's with any... Yeah. That's just the arts. Right. Honestly. (laughs) We all decided to go into a profession with the bitchiest people on the planet. And, like, just everybody's feelings get hurt all the time. There's so much growth still needed within the industry, I think. Yes, I firmly agree with you. Thank you so much. Of course. For fucking doing this with me. Yeah, I'm so excited. I, you literally I, have no <laughs> idea how excited I was when you texted me. I was like, fuck yes, it's happening. Yeah, I mean, just take a page out of Alex's book and if you want to be on my podcast, <laughs> just endlessly just promote literally, my material on your Instagram. I, like, I found those pictures that I sent you. <gasps> oh from... my god, okay, I'm going to end on this. No, I'm going to end okay, on this. This okay. is the last thing I'm going to say. The very first story I ever told on yeah. this fucking podcast was the story of me hood sliding across the car and knocking pasta out of my friend's hand and then ugly crying on the street because it was the funniest thing that's ever happened. And the person, the person's pasta, the person whose pasta fell to the ground was Alex. I was so sad. And I was I so sad. And I will post on my fucking social media the video of just the aftermath and the yeah. photo of the aftermath of this pasta incident but but the hood slide me knocking the pasta out of alex's hand and then she screamed at me after she's like what the fuck because i was so excited for those fucking leftovers (laughs) 
I'm a pasta whore, man. Yeah. And, like, I was so excited for those leftovers and I took it the away. next morning. And you just fucking, like, I took fucked them. it up. And they were all on the goddamn floor for that fucking were, wood slide. It was completely unsalvageable. Yeah. Oh, there was 100%. asphalt all up in oh, that Oh, 100%. It felt like food face was down. gone. That's like when the toast falls fucking yeah. jelly down. Oh, it yeah. It was... Mm, you there just had to no throw it away. It. There was no saving it. That but night, yeah, yeah, that that was Alex, everybody. So we've come full circle. Really I no have. longer need to do this podcast. <laughs> I can throw my whole computer away and never be seen again. Um, but Hope yes, you all enjoyed her last, very last podcast. Yes, <laughs> it's not. Please keep listening. Um, but please, like guys, seriously, like leaving me reviews and comments really, really helps the algorithm on the Apple Podcasts app, like, realize that I'm not, like, fake and that my podcast is good. (laughs) And so please, like, leave me reviews. It's so easy. Like, please just take, like, 30 seconds to do it. I'm so annoying. I'm, like, begging people to fucking review my podcast. Um, But please, like, subscribe. And, like, honestly, thank you guys so much for listening every week. It really just makes my life that more than two people listen to this. And It's literally just me and April. No, We're oh just, my god! You guys are the fifty people that that are listening. Yeah, we have. Oh my god. We you have 50 each went and bought twenty five phones. Oh my god! And uh, we it. listen simultaneously. Um, but <laughs> yeah, please go on, like, subscribe on uh, anywhere you can listen to podcasts, and uh, I'll s- hear you. See you next week. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>